0: Welcome to Created Terrain, to a production of the Cornwall Alliance for the Stewardship of Creation. I'm Cal Beisner, President of the Cornwall Alliance, and today I begin a two-part series of Created Terrain, in which I'm going to introduce you to a serious threat to the education of America's children. For generations, America's public schools have indo- indoctrinated our children with the dogma of Darwinism. Life arose and developed by chance, no creator involved. Now they're indoctrinating them with another dogma, catastrophic anthropogenic global warming, and with it a whole catalogue of other exaggerated and sometimes completely fictitious environmental concerns, all of them used as rationales for strangling restrictions on personal liberty, property, and the free market— and for instituting socialist, redistributionist policies domestically and internationally. Never mind that in each case thousands of scientists reject the dogma. Never mind that in each case the theory fails to account for large numbers of empirical facts. Never mind that in each case there is strong biblical ground to reject the dogma. Never mind that policies pursued in climatism's name would trap billions in poverty— impoverish millions more, and undermine God-given rights to life, liberty, and property. But those two dogmas, Darwinism and climatism, bad as they are, aren't the only ones the educational establishment wants to impose. There's a still more dangerous one, one that underlies both of those. It's the dogma of atheistic naturalism. It strikes at the root of the Christian faith, and without it, neither Darwinism nor climatism could survive. The educational bureaucracies that dominate our public schools have developed the next-generation science standards and a framework for K-12 through science education. The standards explicitly endorse a naturalistic worldview. The framework, the standards' flagship product— is published by the National Research Council of the National Academies of Science. It states it not as one worldview option among many, but as simple fact that evolution, not God, quote, explains both the similarities of genetic material across all species and the multitude of species existing in diverse conditions on Earth, unquote. These are related to the National Science Education Standards all produced by the National Academies of Science, 93% of whose members, by the way, are atheists or sympathetic to an atheist, secular humanist, religious worldview. But despite the standards insisting that humans are simply part of nature, their general perspective sets people off against the rest of nature. A section discussing, quote, human impacts on Earth systems, unquote, says, quote, human activities now cause land erosion and soil movement and air and water pollution with damaging effects on other species and on human health, unquote. A later section on biodiversity and humans asserts, quote, human activity is also having adverse impacts on biodiversity through overpopulation, overexploitation, habitat destruction, pollution, introduction of invasive species, and climate change, Unquote. The assumption that what people do to nature is bad, always bad, is clearer in a draft of performance expectations, which requires students to, quote, provide evidence that humans' uses of natural resources can affect the world around them and share solutions that reduce human impact, unquote. as if human impact must always be smaller, not greater, because it's always bad, not good. In short, the next generation science standards reflect the environmentalist assumption that humans can't improve on the natural state, exactly contrary to the assumption of Genesis 1 28's revelation of the mission of man to fill and rule the earth, not abusively, but reflecting God's own actions, in a way that enhances its fruitfulness, beauty, and safety to the glory of God and the benefit of our neighbors. The underlying naturalistic worldview and the politically charged positions on Darwinism and climate change in the NGSS show that this is one more step in capturing the minds of America's children, including those Christian children who attend public schools. The threat comes not only from the NGSS and its framework, but also from growing state environmental education requirements around the country – Maryland became the first state to require, quote, environmental literacy, unquote, for high school students uh, to graduate back in 2011. It would be nice if they required basic literacy, but I suppose that would equip citizens to read a lot and think for themselves, not a good idea when what you aim for is indoctrination, not education. By 2019, according to North American Association for Environmental Education, 19 states and the District of Columbia had implemented, quote, environmental literacy plans, unquote. 13 more had completed but not yet begun implementing them, and 13 were in the drafting stage. A different count by the organization Citizens for Objective Public Education, that's copeinc.org, indicates that 45 states have adopted NGSS in its entirety or with modifications. One thread running through almost all environmental studies curriculum is that business and industry are largely to blame for the world's ecological crises, and consequently we must must embrace a Small is better, limits to growth, simple lifestyle mentality at the personal level, and an anti business, anti free market, anti growth mentality at the societal and governmental level. It would be bad enough if the public schools were the only front on which people face these deceptive influences, but of course they're not. Today's entertainment media, mainstream news media, and green advocacy groups are filled with environmental propaganda. But let's get back to the schools. Citizens for Objective Public Education has done extensive analysis of the NGSS and the framework for K through 12 science education and submitted formal comments on them. Cope's excellent work informs my thought on three problems in the science standards. First, they are religiously non-neutral. Judicial decisions in the past have set forth three ways that the state can meet its First Amendment obligations regarding religion. It can exclude religion entirely from public school curriculum. It can include it if it treats it objectively and neutrally with respect to students and parents and taxpayers' constitutional rights. Or it can objectively consider the strengths and weaknesses of explanations that support various religious viewpoints. The science standards, however, address religious questions, but fail to do so objectively. Many people wouldn't recognize this because they think of secularism as non-religious. But the Supreme Court in McGowan v. Maryland, back in 1961, defined religion as, quote, any activity that profoundly relates the life of man to the world in which he lives, unquote. And that is an explicit goal of the science standards. The specific religion promoted by the science standards is secular humanism. The humanist manifestos define religious humanism as, quote, an organized set of atheistic beliefs that, one, deny the supernatural, two, claim that life arises via unguided evolutionary processes rather than as a creation made for a purpose, and three, claim that life should be guided by the naturalistic-slash-materialistic science and reason rather than traditional theistic-religious beliefs, The science standards affirm each of these positions. Not surprisingly, granted their authors, most of whom, as I said earlier, are members of the National Academy of Sciences, of which 93% of members deny or question the existence of God. Key to every aspect of the science standards is their insistence that all scientific questions must be addressed and resolved solely in terms of methodological naturalism. Quote, the idea that science is not permitted to explain the cause of events within the natural world with anything other than a materialistic explanation through the use of material or natural causes— that is, a cause resulting from the unguided interactions of matter, energy, and the forces, unquote. Such a methodological principle excludes appeal to God or any other intelligence as the explanation for anything found in nature. Yet the standards assert it as if it were religiously neutral, exploiting children's lack of mental preparation to recognize and question such bias. As Cope puts it, The assumption of materialism is incompatible with science education that must respect the religious rights of children, parents, and taxpayers. Second, the standards fail to distinguish historical from experimental science. While methodological naturalism might be appropriate for experimental science, the assumption of no intelligent agency as a cause of historical events, that is, past events, is unwarranted, and many of the world's finest scientists, past and present, reject it. Nonetheless, the standards present unguided macroevolution as the sole explanation of all past cosmic, geological, and biological events, never offering students an alternative, thus again foisting an an atheistic religious worldview on them. While they require presenting to students through the 12 years of science curriculum— many purported evidences of naturalistic macroevolution, the standards, in contravention of the constitutional requirement of objectivity in handling alternative religious views, fail to mention any of the evidences of purpose of design in the universe, such as that the discrete values of the material and energetic forces of the universe appear to be fine-tuned to permit life, even slight alterations to many of them entailing the impossibility of life. The information content of the genetic code. The incapacity of natural causes to explain the sequencing of the four bases in DNA, which provides the intangible information content without which life would be impossible. This recognition caused renowned scientist Jacques Monod to describe this as, quote, the ultimate mystery of life, unquote or the absence of materialistic explanations for the origin of life, or the incapacity of materialistic processes to explain major increases in biocomplexity, which require numerous additions to the information content of DNA before selectable function can arise, thereby casting doubt on the plausibility of stochastic, that's non-deterministic, processes to explain all of those increases and more. Well, Third, the standards also fail to distinguish for students the various definitions of evolution, leading them to assume that the word always denotes the same thing. Yet the most basic definition of evolution as change over time is uncontroversial, while there is great controversy over macroevolution in distinction from microevolution. The standards allow students to be deceived into thinking that if microevolution occurs, macroevolution must as well. Indeed, that macroevolution is nothing more than prolonged and sequential microevolution, when instead the two are not only quantitatively, but qualitatively different. Although the standards speak of respecting equity and diversity along other lines, They never consider respecting equity and diversity along religious lines, thus prejudicially excluding religion from the requirement of objective, impartial treatment. This is unsurprising, since, as I've already pointed out, the standards were written largely by members of the National Academy of Sciences, 72% of whose members reject the existence of God, and 21% doubt it. Quote, Indeed, one of the major contributors to the framework, Eugenie Scott, who is the CEO of the National Center for Science Education, is a signatory to Humanist Manifesto Three and has been listed among the top fifty atheists in the country. while coherence and progression are often valid curricular strengths when put into the service of a particular religious worldview, as in the science standards. They become tools of indoctrination and proselytization. The science standards provide that students be fed one piece of the atheistic worldview at a time, step by step, through all grades, until by the time they graduate from high school, they have imbibed it all. Citizens for Objective Public Education recommends at least that, quote, Subjects that deal with religious issues be taken out of the coherence and progressions and treated separately in upper-grade classes, if covered at all, where the curriculum has been carefully designed to present the subject matter objectively to a mature and knowledgeable audience, so that the effect of the curriculum is religiously neutral." In my next podcast, I'll discuss how the next-generation science standards and the framework actually undermine science itself. Meanwhile, I'd invite you to learn more about the Cornwall Alliance. We're a network of evangelical Christian theologians, scientists, economists, and other scholars dedicated to promoting biblical earth stewardship in contrast to environmentalism, economic development for the poor, and the proclamation and defense of the gospel. In the world permeated by a green movement whose worldview, theology, and ethics are overwhelmingly anti-Christian, whose science and economics are often badly flawed, whose policies therefore often are of no real benefit to natural ecosystems but are harmful to the poor, and whose doctrines of God, creation, humanity, sin, and salvation are anti-biblical." Among other things, we labor to expose and oppose corruptions of science like those found in the NGSS and the Framework for K-12 Science Education, and to answer their challenges to Christian faith, to God-given rights of life, liberty, and property, and to limited government, the rule of law, and the free market. To learn more, come to CornwallAlliance.org to read our hundreds of informative articles and research papers Subscribe to our highly informative email newsletter and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And please, pray for us and consider supporting us with your tax-deductible donations, which you can do quickly online at cornwallalliance.org donate. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please tell your friends about it and leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Until next time... Thanks again for listening, and God bless.